Good evening. I'm Anthony Robustelli, author of I Want to Tell You, The Definitive Guide to the Music of the Beatles, and this is the Beatles' multi-track meltdown. Each week I'll be playing stripped-down, deconstructed mixes of classic Beatles songs, highlighting different instruments and vocals in a way that will truly amaze you. Imagine sitting in the control room at EMI Studios and having the opportunity to peel away the layers of a song, discovering new elements that you never knew existed. This is the closest you can get to that experience. So sit back, tune in, and enjoy the Beatles' multi-track meltdown. I'll make you maybe next time This week we're delving deeper into the Beatles' groundbreaking album, Revolver, for part two of the Revolver Sessions. As I mentioned last week, many techniques used on Revolver and the paperback writer Rain Single were extremely innovative, including the use of tape loops, sound effects, backwards vocals and guitar, vocals fed through a Leslie speaker, heavy delay on vocals, a horn section, classical Indian instrumentation, and the use of very speed and ADT, artificial double tracking. The LP tops many best of lists, and in some ways, the techniques debuted on the Revolver album are more revolutionary for the time than those used on 1967's Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band. We'll start tonight's show with the group's first single of 1966, Paperback Writer, Backed with Rain. While the basic track of Paperback Writer recorded on April 13, 1966, was straightforward with Starr on drums, Harrison on tambourine, Lennon on rhythm guitar, and McCartney on lead guitar, the overdub session the next day was anything but. After numerous attempts at overdubbing the bass and backing vocals, along with jangle piano or organ played by George Martin, it was decided that no keyboards were necessary. The final overdub contained Paul's bass, additional guitar by George, and backing vocals from John and George. We'll begin with the aborted first rhythm take before moving on to the final take of the rhythm section. Next, we'll hear McCartney's phenomenal bass part recorded with a speaker used in lieu of a microphone, along with some of John and George's backing vocals and George's overdub guitar part at the end of each chorus. We'll then hear quick snippets of the two different overdub vocal harmonies before bringing it all home with a full vocal mix. Paperback writer, take one. Oh, 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 
Dear sir, oh madam, will you read my book? It took me years to write, will you take a look? It's based on a novel by a man named Lear And I need a job, so I want to be a paperback writer Paperback writer! It's a dirty story of a dirty man And his clinging wife doesn't understand his son is working for the Daily Mail It's a steady job, but he wants to be a paperback writer Paperback writer! Paperback writer! <clears throat> it's a thousand pages, give or take a few I'll be writing more in a week or two I can make it longer if you like to start I can change it round and I want to be a paperback writer Paperback writer! If you really like it you can have the right It can make a million for you overnight If you must return it you can send it here But I need a break and I want to be a paperback writer Paperback writer! Paperback writer! Paperback writer! Paperback writer! Next up, Paperback Writer's B-Side, Rain. After finishing the overdubs for Paperback Writer, the group tackled the rhythm track of Rain. After experimenting with variable tape speed on Tomorrow Never Knows, the group, along with producer George Martin and engineer Jeff Emmerich, realized that the texture and depth of certain instruments set it incredibly heavy when slowed down. While Martin had played with tape speeds as early as Misery on the Beatles' 1963 debut LP, this was very different. McCartney stated how the drums became a giant drum kit. If you slow down a footstep, it becomes a giant footstep. It adds a few tons to the weight of the person. So we got a big, ponderous, thunderous backing, and then we worked on top of that as normal, so that it didn't sound like a slowed-down thing. It just had a big, ominous noise to it. It was nice. I really enjoyed that one. Ringo also enjoyed his performance, stating that my favorite piece of me is what I did on Rain. I think I just played amazing. I was into the snare and hi-hat. I think it was the first time I used this trick of starting a break by hitting the hi-hat first instead of going directly to the drum off the hi-hat. I think it's the best out of all the records I've ever made. Rain blows me away. I feel as though that was someone else playing. I was possessed. The song would also feature what is credited as the first song that incorporated backwards vocals. We'll start with the rhythm section, played at its original tempo before it was slowed down. We'll next focus on McCartney's inventive bass part along with a bit of Lennon's single-tracked vocal then we'll hear Lennon's outro vocal forwards, followed by the same end vocal backwards. After the break, we'll finish with a mix that highlights the backing vocals and tambourine overdub. Notice that it is Lennon, not McCartney, singing the high harmony during the chorus. Deconstructing Rain. <laughs> Deconstructing Rain. 
sunshine When it rains and shines Hear me Got to Get You Into My Life was the most R&B song the Beatles had recorded at this point and was the first to feature a horn section, but it didn't always have this soulful flavor. On April 7, 1966, the Beatles had their second recording session of the year, and after adding tape loops to the basic track of Tomorrow Never Knows, recorded the day before, they made a first attempt at McCartney's Ode to Marijuana, Got to Get You Into My Life. We'll begin with an instrumental version of their more acoustic-sounding Take One, followed by an acapella mix of that same take. We'll then switch to the remake of the song, Made the Next Day. First, we'll hear the five-piece horn section recorded on May 18th before moving to a mix of the rhythm section. Pay special attention to the fuzz guitar played by George that plays the lines eventually recorded by the horn section. We'll switch over to a McCartney vocal track along with bass and tambourine before moving to lead guitar and rhythm section for the outro. Got to get you into my life.
I was alone, I took a ride, I didn't know what I would find there. Another road where maybe I could see another kind of mind there. Ooh, then I suddenly see you. Ooh, did I tell you I need you every single day of my life? You didn't run, you didn't lie, you knew I wanted just to hold you. And had you gone, you knew in time we'd meet again, for I told you. Ooh, you were meant to be near me. Ooh, and I want you to hear me say we'll be together every day. Somehow, some way. What can I do? What can I be when I'm with you? I want to stay there. If I'm true, I'll never leave. And if I do, I know the way Suddenly see you Ooh, Did I tell you I need you Every single day of my life Got to get you into my life Somehow, someway I need your love I need your love I need your love I need your love Oh, somehow, some way Got to get you into my life Oh, oh, oh. hear me Ooh.
I do? What can I be? When I'm with you, I want to stay there. If I'm true, I'll never leave. And if I do, I know the way there. Ooh, and I suddenly see you. Ooh, did I tell you I need you every single day of my life? Welcome back to the Beatles' multi-track meltdown, the Revolver Sessions. After the backwards vocal on Rain and the backwards guitar solo on Tomorrow Never Knows, the Beatles took it one step further with this next John Lennon composition. I'm Only Sleeping was the third song of Lennon's left off the U.S. Revolver LP, and it was surely missed. The group recorded the basic track for the song on April 27, 1966, and after 11 takes, they called it a night at 3 a.m., Apparently, they were unhappy with this version, so two days later, they attempted the song again, initially with a vibraphone as one of the instruments. After dropping the vibraphone during the rehearsal takes, they recorded five proper takes, but after playback, they decided to return to take 11 recorded two days previously for overdubs. The tape was slowed down from its original speed, so the rhythm section sounds thick and dreamy, but Lennon recorded his vocals at a slower speed so that it would be sped up during playback. On May 5th, they spent a five-and-a-half-hour session to accomplish one thing, Harrison's phenomenal guitar solo. Rather than randomly playing a solo forwards, hoping it would sound good backwards, Harrison carefully constructed this solo. As Mark Lewison stated in the Beatles recording sessions, this involved working out the notation forwards, writing it out backwards, then playing it as the notation says, so that it comes out back to front. This way, although the sound still had the oral attraction of a backwards tape, the instrument is actually playing a melodic run of notes. It is strange that it's mentioned that it was notated, because Harrison didn't read or write music. So it is a little bit of a mystery whether George Martin notated this and then told him which notes to play, or if Harrison just sat down, figured out the solo one way, turned it around and played it the other way. Two guitars were overdubbed, and the first backwards guitar solo on record was born. We'll first hear a vocal mix highlighting Lennon's sleepy vocals, along with McCartney and Harrison's backing vocals. Then we'll hear a composite of the lead guitar parts played forward. I'm only sleeping. When I wake up early in the morning, lift my head. I'm still yawning when I'm in the middle of a dream. Stay in bed. Float upstream, float upstream. Please don't wake me, no, don't shake me. Leave me where I am. I'm only sleeping. Everybody seems to think I'm lazy. I don't mind. I think they're crazy. Running everywhere at such a speed 
until they find there's no need. There's no need. Please don't spoil my day. I'm miles away, and after all, I'm only sleeping. On the world going by my window Taking my time Lying there and staring at the ceiling Waiting for a sleepy feeling Don't spoil my day, I'm miles away And after all, I'm only sleeping Keeping an eye on the world going by my window Taking my time when I wake up early in the morning Lift my head I'm still yawning When I'm in the middle of a dream Stay in bed Float upstream Float upstream Please don't wake me now Don't shake me Leave me where I am I'm only sleeping I'm only sleeping. While McCartney's here, there, and everywhere might not have been as popular as some of his other ballads like Yesterday and Michelle, it is one of the songs that McCartney is most proud of, as well as one of Lennon's favorites. From the tender intro to the stunning vocal harmonies, it is truly a beautiful song. It took three sessions totaling 16 and a half hours to complete it, a substantial amount of time to spend on a song in 1966. On June 14th, they recorded four takes and overdubbed harmonies on the last of these. The song was quite a bit faster at this point, and two days later they decided to scrap the work they'd done and start fresh. We'll first hear a mix of the unused Take 7, featuring Paul's single-tracked vocal, along with guitar and drums. 
Backing vocals won't enter into the mix until the end. After that, we'll hear a mix of the final version of Paul's lead vocal along with Lennon and Harrison's backing vocals. Here, there, and everywhere. To lead a better life I need my love to be here And hoping I'm always there 
And if she's beside me, I know I need never care We're going to close the show with a Lennon composition that was inspired by a conversation he had with Peter Fonda while on an LSD trip. While on their 1965 American tour, the Beatles took a much-needed break while in Los Angeles and stayed at a house in Benedict Canyon. John and George had already taken acid after a dentist friend had spiked their coffee, and they decided that Paul and Ringo should experience it as well. Ringo did, but Paul wouldn't try the mind-altering drug for some time. Peter Fonda was there and explained to George that he knew what it was like to be dead because he had shot himself in the stomach accidentally when he was 10, and his heart had stopped three times. Hearing this, Lennon added, You're making me feel like I've never been born, and the seeds of a song were planted. When the group needed one last song for Revolver, Lennon pulled out She Said, She Said. We'll be hearing Lennon's demos of the song before jumping into an instrumental mix that only features three Beatles. Allegedly, McCartney left the session before recording began after an argument with Lennon, making this one of the few Beatles songs that he didn't play on. This final mix will highlight Ringo's drums, Harrison's bass, Lennon and Harrison's guitars, and a bit of organ played by Lennon, remix style. The evolution of She Said, She Said. He said, he said, did he? Oh, that's very nice, isn't he? Hello? Hello? Okay. He said, I know what it's like to be dead. I said, I said, I must be out of my head. He said,
That's it for tonight, Beatles fans. I hope you enjoyed the Revolver Sessions. I'm Anthony Robustelli, author of I Want to Tell You, The Definitive Guide to the Music of the Beatles, Volume 1, 1962-1963. And you've been listening to the Beatles' multi-track meltdown. You can pick up the book at Amazon or at the website, thebeatlesiwanttotellyou.com. See you next week.